0: house of loud
1: you see we used to be pushweeds but now we're metal house it's really real oh. i'm
0: living this year over metal endoskeleton Loud. house of wow talking metal and hard rock with shane alvarado and jason lee house of loud Welcome to the House of Loud. We are finally back. Shane Alberani, Jason Lee, and don't forget our sponsor, Spice Dog Provisions. They are chefs. They are expert chefs. They make hot sauce, and uh, you can get it at a discount. Just uh, go to their website and go to, and say "Loud 10. Just type that in there, uh, and uh, you'll get your discount—ten percent off your entire order. And uh, Jason,
1: you did try the hot sauce, right? Yes. Uh, you made fun of me because I'm, a, you know, <laughs> I don't like hot stuff, but I like hot stuff. But having said that. I am afraid of some of their hot sauces. Don't Those be afraid. things look, they, they look nasty. They look man. nasty,
0: but they're actually- Ooh, Not nasty
1: as in gross, but right. like, you know, uh, almost- gonna kind of rip your tongue out Yeah, almost abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did try the everyday hot sauce. Which is sauce, delicious. I put it in some Mexican food I had, and yes. it's got a good smoky flavor, but it has a bite that sneaks up on you. Yes. You know, like you put a couple drops, and you're like, oh, that's not enough. You put a couple more drops, and you're like, eh, not quite. You put six drops in, you take a couple <laughs> of bites, and then it's like, oh, by the way-
0: Yes. I'm here now. Yes. I use the Sailor <laughs> Sky and my chili. The Everyday Hot Sauce is good for uh, eggs. I had them uh, just the other day. So, the yeah. Carolina one scares me. I haven't I haven't cracked that one open. <laughs> the Sailor Sky, yeah, it might be a little. Actually, that's a good one, uh, but uh, yeah, there's other ones. The Ghost Ship, that's the one uh, oh, that's going to get yeah. you. No, but,
1: no ghost for but me. But anyway, but yeah,
0: Loud 10, that is the promo code, <laughs> SpicedogProvisions.com. Uh, check them out. And uh, speaking of checking things out, we checked out <clears throat> one of our favorite guitar players. Players. This is where this show is gonna go. We apologize
1: for the break, uh Jason. You were yeah. a little ill. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was down. You and, were you down. Know, COVID knocked me down. Yeah. You know, it, it gets everybody apparently. I got cocky because the last time I had COVID, <laughs> well, you know, when it was killing the world, I lost my sense of smell for a week. So I was cocky. I thought I was Superman. Yeah. And The one that's just getting people sick, I was down for a week.
0: Yeah. Knock on wood. wood, I have not tested Well, you positive. got all your boosters, man. I've, oh, I've boosted until I'm, – I'm boosted to the ceiling right now. That's –
1: yeah. I, I picture you looking like Ren from Ren and Snippy when he got the, 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 <laughs> the inoculation and it was this giant, you know, thumping. Well,
0: Yeah, I'm one of those guys where actually when you got – You got COVID. My wife got strep throat like the next day. And I literally went to the closest drug store and said, give me everything you have. (laughs) And I woke up with a fever the next morning because I had, you know. taken. the witch's brew. Yeah. So anyway. But anyway. Yeah, we
1: made it out to Chicago. Steve Hackett. Oh, man.
0: Steve Hackett. So uh, to educate anyone who's not familiar, because he's not a household name, Steve Hackett was one of the founding members of one of our favorite bands, Genesis. Now, not a metal band by any stretch. Oh, my God. but, But. You when we when listening to Steve Hackett, and I've been listening to these records since you know I'm nine years old, and listening to it live, you could really hear the basis of progressive metal. In 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 not only his guitar playing, but the drums, the bass, everything. And you can so I mean you know, he's, he was playing uh, Foxtrot, which was 1973. So progressive metal really wasn't a thing, you know, outside of King Crimson, which we'll talk about. Right. But hearing that stuff live, it's like, that's very metal. And you wouldn't think, you know, again, Genesis, you, you don't think about it. But yep. that is the basis yep. of a lot of metal. And I'm sure there's a lot of metal guys who
1: would say, yeah, Steve Hackett is probably a, a big influence. Well, I mean, people that believe that Eddie Van Halen invented the finger tap. Obviously, it was never. Steve or, well, and even Steve, Hackett, I have a hard time believing Steve Hackett invented it because sure. the guitar has been around for a few hundred sure. years. I guarantee the guy that created it was finger tapping; he just <laughs> didn't know what it was. But as far as making it into music and to incorporating it into actual songcraft, I'm going to go with Steve Hackett. Just watching him do it live, watching him just, just. Crawl up that neck. I mean, all the way up the neck. That yeah. was, I mean, he
0: was going up to the head of the guitar, and I've never seen that before.
1: It was beautiful. Yeah. And he, the man's 75, 80. Yeah. How old is 75. he? 75. Yeah, 75. And his, his fingers still have that kind of dexterity. Yeah. And it's incredible.
0: And uh, you know the band he had was incredible, and uh, the lead singer—I I mean, he does all the stuff from Peter Gabriel years, and he actually really sounds like Peter Gabriel. He really, really close, really close to it. So, what's his name? Do you I, remember I, what his know name? I just did, didn't look that up. That's I looked it up, and I can't remember what yeah. it
1: was. It was like one, it was like three letters long, one syllable. Yeah. Yeah. you know, and I can't remember what it was. And <laughs> he was very odd, European. Yeah. He's kind of an odd dude, yeah. but um, you have to be if you're going to be doing Peter Gabriel. Yeah. I think having a screw loose here and there might help. <laughs>
0: But if you don't know who Steve Hackett is, please look up the early Genesis records. You're talking Trespass. You're talking Foxtrot. Uh, Lamb. Um, Lamb. Lamb lays down on Broadway. And, selling, uh, single, uh, selling, selling England by the palm. yeah. Uh, but also his solo work. He's been making music all this time. He left Genesis in 1978. So he's been – but his his first record, Spectral Mornings, they have a song called The Devil's Cathedral on there. And that is one of the best solos. Every, I mean, it's one of the – my favorite recordings and outside of that first record, I don't think I've really listened to anything outside of that for Steve Hackett, which is a shame, which is totally on me, but, uh, check it out. I mean, and that was basically, if you're a Genesis fan, it was basically every Genesis song that he could
1: not do was on that record. <laughs> which shocks me because yeah. of how goofy they were anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, how weird, yeah. it's not like it was out of the realm of possibilities when he came in with these songs. I just don't understand how they would have had a problem. I think it was more along, uh, not A problem with his particular songs outside of we want to go more radio. Yeah. We want to get, we want to go a little bit more user friendly and get some more money. And I'm sure that uh, (laughs) Steve's like, you know what? We made enough money in progressive Genesis. I'm fine. And the other guys are like, We would like to buy 17 cars.
0: (laughs) So going back to how this uh, ties into metal, I mean, again, hearing that stuff live for the first time was like, wow, I can hear that metal. And I'm sure if you ask someone like anyone in dream theater, you know, John Petrucci, you know, I'm sure he would probably say that Steve Hackett was a huge, a huge influence. Oh, yeah. So so when you think of – so they got us thinking about as we're driving home from Chicago and – The bad news is, we found out he's actually coming to our hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana, literally hours before we went to Chicago. But that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. We had to plan ahead. So, uh, but you could actually hear it, and then you know, talking about how it does influence metal, and how again, that's one of the roots you really should go back and listen to. But Dream Theater, when you think of progressive metal, you think of Dream Theater. That's the first band that pops right. in my head.
1: Right, as far as progressive metal goes, I think they're kings. But as far as album sales go and prog metal, people say tool. Yes. They would say tool because they yeah. are the big ones. Yeah. Uh, but when I think progressive metal, they're not my first band that I think of. It's always Dream Theater. Yes. You know, they, yeah. they're the ones. And I, I just, they have great sense of humor of, about where they are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Greatest Hits package was Greatest Hit and Nineteen other kind of cool songs,
0: and Mike Portnoy back
1: with the band. I saw that. Yes. Yeah, Mangione is out. Yeah, I mean, what's and, that? What happened there? And they're uh, did he just quit or did they fire him?
0: Well, I'm guessing uh, he, if he wanted to say, "Hey, I want to come back to the band," I'm guessing they probably made do with, "Hey, I want to come back to the right. band" because he's a founding member. So, right. I think that's. I would guess that's probably what it is. I, I know.
1: I, I, I love Black Clouds and Silver Linings, the first album with uh, with uh, Mangione. I, I want to say Chuck, and I know it's a Chuck. <laughs> that's very metal. <laughs> Feels um, so good. But, uh, um, and I might even be getting his name wrong. I think it's Mantelloni, but I might even be getting his name yeah. wrong off the top of my head and I, it just I can't get it out. Uh but I I liked that stuff even w- after Mike left. Yeah. Uh when he was doing that uh what did Mike end up doing? He was um He was in the Winery Dogs. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, he was in a band was with Bill, was, um, that, was Billy Sheen? It was Sheen in Billy that Billy Sheen and Sheen? Yeah. uh and um sang for Poison for a minute. Um I will uh, play guitar actually for Poison for whatever. Yeah. Uh, man, my brain is just <laughs> done today, Shane. I, I, maybe it's COVID leftover. Yeah, probably. So, so yeah. So I mean, Dream Theater is the. I mean,
0: that, again, that pop, that's the one that pops in my head. I was never a huge fan, so I, that's when that pops in my head. But when you look up and I you just you just search progressive metal band, so I was really curious. And it's like the list you get up and, and there's lots of obviously websites, Wikipedia. So it's it just it was funny what people consider progressive. And like, we were not considered that progressive, but then you kind of listen to it. Ah, yeah, maybe. But I mean, I think, you know, it goes from, I, I you know, it, again, it, it goes back to Genesis and, and King Crimson, Crimson. I mean, I actually went down a King Crimson rabbit hole when we got home from the gig and listened to a couple of, I mean, I just, you know, the first record, you know, that's yeah, the 21st one. century, skits how many band, ta- right out of the how, gate. And how many metal bands have covered that song? A Ozzy's lot. covered it. You know, a, yeah. a lot. Um, Floyd so, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm sure a lot of bands have played that live, not necessarily recorded it, but I mean, that's one of those songs. But if you listen, any, I mean, even the stuff, the modern stuff, 2000 stuff, I mean, what Fripp does is right. incredible. I mean, I, and that's, again, it's one of those guys that, wow, I never really thought about it, went to the show, I'm like, I got to listen to King Crimson, I got to listen to Robert Fripp. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and uh, um, God, I keep wanting to say Ainsley Dunbar but he's a drummer and he was never uh, he was in Zappa so I guess I'd do Prague yeah. but right, uh, right. you know uh, but um, um, the the guitar player who's touring with Steve Vai next year and Tony uh, Levin yeah, um, uh,
0: Beats is the name of the
1: what? yeah Beats and what's the name of that oh man I did it again <laughs> you had it I had it something with an A oh my gosh anyway man I am really I'm showing my ignorance but they're going out Shane. on it's but embarrassing it's okay it's embarrassing it's okay
0: Man, it, it'll give everyone an opportunity to go look it up themselves and prove Jason wrong or <laughs> right. Jason, this is what it is.
1: Yeah, and I know it. And that's the thing, when I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it's him. Uh, and and uh, uh, it's a, a drawn, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but we can go down the list. But anyway, going of, down, of, I
0: mean, uh, of course, Rush is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't consider them a metal band, but every metal band on the planet is going to say Rush was I mean, an influence. It that doesn't three, matter yeah. who it is. It's
1: a three-piece power trio. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're not going to top them as far yeah. as uh, three-piece bands. Yeah. And, and you're going to have a trouble topping them if you've got an eight-piece band because Absolutely. they are yeah. that good. Yeah. So when you're thinking of the progressive metal bands, you know I think King Crimson. I think really you could say was the first progressive metal band. If you there were listen, three bands that all came out to, with yeah. prog rock yeah. in '69, it was King Crimson, it was Genesis, and it was Yes. Yeah, all of them had albums come out in '69. Yeah, who was first? Oh, and we talked about
0: this. I it think was it was Genesis. Cr- was it King, Genesis or King Crimson? Yeah, I mean you're talking within months yeah, of each other. Exactly, they were yeah. all doing
1: the same. I think it was yeah. a scene, and they all kind yeah. of got picked up at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think King Crimson is the more heavy hitter of the bunch. Yeah, I was one of the car ride. Oh, who
0: went first? And we looked it up and now we can't remember. Yeah. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're all, they're all yeah. fantastic. They all uh, definitely set the bar pretty high,
0: but a band that is close to your heart, fate's warning comes up on a lot of, lists, yes. And I don't, necessarily hear that.
1: Uh, yeah, I love Fate's Warning. I think that they are uh, uh, horribly underrated. They've been around almost 40 oh, years. Oh, yeah. The fact that they're uh, underrated by you know the, how I see them yeah. is, is, uh, is too bad. I know uh, that Jim Matthias has stated that uh, he's done writing records for Fate's Warning. So he, the band's not officially split, but he's the guy writing the songs. And he's like, I'm not doing Fate's Warning songs anymore. So take from that what you will there will be no new fate warning coming so that's why ray alder is out there releasing solo albums because he he, i read an interview with him he's like i'm a singer that's what i do i don't want to go have a real job i'm a singer so i have to be making music i can't just sit around and count money from fate warning albums because that's just not the way it works anymore even even when they were at their height and they were maybe going almost gold yeah they still weren't making you know, and that what
0: you're talking late 80s, early yeah. 90s.
1: Yeah, when Parallels yeah. and Perfect Symmetry and that stuff was happening in the yeah. early 90s. Uh, they, what happened is they were going for more um, commercially accessible sound. Yeah. And it didn't work out the for them the way it did for Genesis. Like Genesis became one of the <laughs> biggest bands to ever record music. Fate's <laughs> Warning did that. And not only did they not get the new audience that they were looking for – They alienated half of their heavy metal audience, and so it just dropped. Yeah, it just didn't, and they were they were never able to recover. Yeah, there were people like me, and some other (laughs) friends of ours that still kept up. You know, just I mean, literally just two days ago, I got "Awaken the Guardian" live, which is a concert they did at uh, Prague Power uh, 19, I think, back in 2015 in Germany, and it's got two discs, uh, two CDs, and a uh, DVD. Uh, and the DVD's got a couple other concerts, so I'm still collecting, not just Fates Warning, but CDs. Yeah.
0: And it's it's and when you look at it, and Fates Warning's a cool band because I think they cross over a lot of genres. And then when you look at here's who they opened for, it's like they opened for Anthrax, they opened for a, a, any number of bands, you know,
1: yeah, in every in every every sub uh, genre of metal. About 15 you know? years ago, they did a tour where it was Fates Warning, Dream Theater and Drake. What? Nice. And it never came anywhere near us. It was like, oh, yeah. s- the closest they came yeah. to Fort Wayne was six hours. Yeah. So I, I'm not driving six hours for virtually any concert. I wish I had. Nah. Because that would have been a great <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, Jeff Tate, they were asking him about the tour. He goes, I'd never even heard of Faith Warning until this tour. I'm like, really? How is that possible? Really? Well, like, he, was in, he, was in, he was insulated in his own world. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine a lot of these bands that are, In the process of making their own music and doing their own tours. Yeah. They don't really have real time to keep up with the goings on in the scene. They're just doing their own thing. So I imagine Jeff Tate had his own focus and it wasn't, (laughs) hey, uh, what about this, you know, C list band? That's what they were, let's face it. They were never, Face Warning was never huge. Yeah. Um, But But Queens um, Rikes,
0: another band that also pops up on that list.
1: At first, they kind of were. Yes.
0: Uh, I mean, they got, they were very, I mean, they're very poppy. I mean, which is, Again, not a bad thing, but I, I think the overall sound of them is. I mean, it was radio friendly. There, let's face it, uh, Rage
1: know. for Order was not. You know, but by the time, um, you know, the warning was not. Queen of the Reich was not. Uh, but by the time, but then, well, when uh, Mindcrime uh, mind comes crime out, happened, and empire changed everything, and yeah. then Empire blew up. Yeah, and that was a lot to do with their Pink Floyd song. Yeah, Silent Lucidity. Uh, yeah. Silent Lucidity. That's <laughs> a Pink Floyd song to me, you know? And uh, you can hear the Pink Floyd influence yeah. on Mind Crime even. There's some Pink Floyd stuff on there where you go, it sounds like a Pink Floyd lit. Yeah. Right? So they were definitely <laughs> influenced by Pink Floyd here and there.
0: Well, and uh, I recently – another band that pops up, I recently heard an interview uh, with Les Claypool. Primus has got to be on the list. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, another uh, great three-piece. Yeah. You know, they do, you know, they do uh, complete Rush covers – you know, uh, complete sets. you yeah, know, missed that last Farewell year. of Kings, who I think is the most they do. Yeah. But they've, uh, on in this interview, discussed doing uh, Pink Floyd. Pigs is one of oh. Les Claypool's favorite. And they they've play it. And actually – Three different ones? Yeah. And I oh, think yeah, um, yeah. Um, he's actually playing with Roger Waters' son playing drums. Oh, is he really? I, I'm pretty sure that's – Again, there's my memory.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they just announced a tour where Primus is going to be touring with uh, two other acts next summer, and it's going to be a three-headed monster, man. And I can't remember who it is exactly off the top of my head. Yeah, Uh, But um, – oh, Adrian Ballou. There you go. (laughs)
0: Beats with Steve Vai. (laughs) Adrian Ballou. Something with an A. Look it it up. They're they're going to be touring. (laughs) They're going to be at the theater we were in Chicago, the Copernicus Theater, which is – Let's talk about that for a second. What a great venue. Never heard of it before. No. It's a small theater, 1,800 seats. I mean, for a show like Steve Hackett, it was absolutely perfect.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a good time. And yeah. uh, um, leaving there, I, this is my favorite part of the show, was the drive home. Because <laughs> – we stopped once in Chicago because I missed my turn. Yes, right. Well, I missed ninety. So and Jason to... always drives. By the way, this is this is also the rule. <laughs> I'm a great driver. I, I know a lot of people say that, but you know what? You've been in a. You've been on a few road trips. I've been me. on a few. he has um, got a
0: little bit of the road
1: rage, especially on the highway. People piss me off. Um, because I'm a good driver. But we get there. We, I'm we, a good driver. Why problems? can't you be right? Um, but we made. I I missed my turn, so I had to stop to do a U-turn, and then we stopped four times to pay tolls. Yes, and between. Uh, I-90 and 49 in your house, we stopped one time because I made it to County Line Road four seconds too early. Yes. Otherwise, we would have made it from 49 and 90 all the way to your house in the north end of Fort Wayne without stopping. <laughs> Two hours and 20 minutes with stopping one time. It was amazing. That was my favorite part of the whole trip.
0: <laughs> that's, you know, when we're getting old <laughs> again. and uh, I, uh, Yeah, and we've got it down because I know the set lists. I'm the guy who knows that. And I'm like, okay, we're leaving after this song. We don't need to hear the last two. We beat the traffic. We're out the door. That's how you do it. So yes. we've, we've we've discovered the exit strategy that is a
1: winning strategy. Yeah, so, unless it's a band that you'll never see again. That's when true. We, when we went to see Genesis, we had oh, a hotel. Yeah, we're not leaving there. We had a hotel. That a, was different. And, yeah. and yeah. I'm never— never going to see Genesis again? Exactly. I'm staying until the very last. Exactly. Note. I don't care if there's because tw- there were twenty thousand people leaving that place. Yes, because it was United Center, wasn't yes. it? United yeah, there was twenty thousand yeah. people leaving that night, yeah. and uh, I've tried to leave that place after a Scorpions gig, and it took an <laughs> hour and a half just to get out of the parking lot.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but that has nothing at all to do with what we're talking. Going about. back to the, the, the uh, progressive metal, but you mentioned Tool, of course. And to, I, I love the first two records, maybe the first three, but then, you know, what was – I heard someone quote, it's like, you're you're making the stuff that we like shorter and the stuff we don't like longer when it, was, it used to be the opposite. That's what, you know.
1: Yeah, because you had, uh, you had uh, Opiate, which was great out of the gate because you know, it was pretty much a metal band. Yeah. You, know, they didn't, you could kind of hear Tool, but by the time Undertow came out, oh. they were their own animal. Yeah. Yeah, and then opiate or not opiate, but uh, enema. enema. Oh comes, my God, yeah. Enema came out and just yeah. bl- that wrecked me. That's still my favorite song in theirs. Is enema. Really? And then yeah. after that was Lateralis, yes. Ten Thousand Days, and then their last one, um, which took a which, decade. It took a decade, and it, <laughs> I, I need to and pu- I, I, I need think, to put it back in because I listened yeah. to it once the weekend I got I did it, too. and it it offended. I, I was so bored. Well, and it's I was so right. Bored. It, it,
0: and that's the thing with the progressive metal; like it does get. I mean, you're – I mean, I know fans of progressive metal, but it does get kind of exhausting a little bit, you know, if you're not –
1: Well, it didn't jam. Yeah. I mean, it was 75 minutes of drone as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) And I know that it's not. Those guys are far too good to just be up there strumming, droning. And it's obviously far more intricate than my ear was hearing. Yeah, But it just didn't jam. And, you know – yeah. I wanna at least one song in there that's gonna punch me in the face. And I don't remember hearing one song yeah. on that entire. But album. plus when you've
0: waited a decade for it, it's like uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean even Lateralis had the pot. Yeah. And that song jammed. Yeah. Or was that on the was that on Ten Thousand Days? That was on I Ten Thousand days. days. Yeah. Yeah. Lateralis had uh Schism. Yes. And uh yeah, I mean, just good records. Yeah. You know, good band, amazing band, yeah. and their live show is yeah. just stunning. That's the next band that should go and do the Sphere. Oh, wow. In I never Vegas. thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Their, their their light show and yeah. their, their stage presence is yeah. amazing. Yeah, Again, a, a band that definitely, obviously yeah. loved them yeah. some Pink Floyd.
0: Yeah, oh yeah! Oh, I always referred them. saying so when I had when when Tool first came out, I mean, I'm explaining to people what was Tool. I'm like, it's the heavy metal Pink Floyd. There you that's, go. There you go. It's, that's, a,
1: that's a really yeah. it's the heavy just, metal Pink Floyd. It, just, uh, it is uh, very uh, precise. Yeah. and succinct. Yeah. And boom! This is exactly what Absolutely. you're
0: going to get. Absolutely. Another band on the list that I don't agree with, but I it, but it's actually. Um, ties into something because Sabotage is on the list and you, because of your illness, mm-hmm. we missed out on our first interview on the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: I've got another one coming up. We've got a reset up. Oh, so that'll be coming okay. up uh, uh, in a couple of episodes. So um, yeah, I'll be talking with Al Petrelli. Uh But um, Sabotage, it's as much a- as I love Sabotage, yeah. I don- it's hard for people to differentiate prog and power yeah. metal.
0: Yeah, because I mean, Iron Maiden's on these lists. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, maybe it influenced
1: it, but that's their NWO, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, VHM, right? New, yeah. new wave of heavy uh, British heavy yeah. metal. New album, um, uh, new album. Yeah. <laughs> new album. Um, but I don't. I have a hard time considering them progressive. Although some yeah. of their stuff, I guess, I mean, yeah, some of those bass lines and, and guitar runs yeah. are pretty, uh, pretty out there. But yeah. you know, it's more of a gallop. But uh, uh sabotage I have a hard time being uh, uh in the in the the camp yeah. that calls them progressive metal yeah they did change their sound a lot from when they started with you know Fight for the Rock and you know Hall of the Mountain King to um Poets and Madmen. It was an almost unrecognizable band yeah you could if you did not know that they were the same band, you would not know. I mean, for instance, um, Sarah, my wife, um, I I play a lot of Sabotage. But the stuff I listen to is the stuff that I know she won't really take offense to. So I'm not playing the really heavy metal Sabotage when she's around. So all she's hearing is the stuff that ended up really uh, morphing into Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So that's the stuff she was familiar with. And one day she happened to be hearing me just blaring Hall of the Mountain King. And she's like, what is this? I This is Sabotage. (laughs) She goes, what?! (laughs) <laughs> sabotage, like yeah, that's sabotage. This Is what they used to be before Paul O'Neill took over and yeah. started changing their sound.
0: And along those lines, I know Sarah's not a metal fan, right? At, right, like at all. Right, at all. my wife is. She's not. She's not a thrash gal. She's except for outside of maybe the the some the later Megadeth and some of the later Metallica. But that that's not really her thing. But we put up a random playlist one day, you know, and it, and uh, it's playing, and we're like. Who is this? What is it? What, why does this ring a bell? Why can't we? Why can't we? Pl- Neither one of us uh, could place it, but it's Crimson Glory, and it's a band that. Comp- I mean, it rides right into that Queensryche. Obviously, there's a tie yeah, there with Todd. I, yeah, uh, um, but I mean, yeah. we, it's like. We, we, we couldn't place it and it's like this sounds so familiar but
1: we had to like look it up their, their, <laughs> their album transcendence i believe oh, one 86 I, uh, yeah because I I, like, that's what that, popped
0: up we're like this is amazing i, and think I that, yeah. that
1: album invented american power metal there you go I, and, and yeah. that's and it might be a little late to the game i might yeah. be missing the mark on that but they are definitely one of the first ones yeah. that album transcendence uh red sharks and uh um when dragons rule My Oh, had everything, had ripping guitar solos, had a bigger life drum sound. sound. Their singer sang to the stratosphere. I mean, and it wasn't falsetto. He just had the most amazing vocal cords. And and unfortunately, he died about 20 years ago. And his name was Midnight. (laughs) And and the the thing that kept me from listening to them in 87, 88, when I was really starting to get into metal, was their appearance. Because they wore those um, Phantom of the Opera masks in their videos. And I thought it was too absurd. The guy that listened to King Diamond. (laughs) <laughs> thought thought that the half half mask was just too much it's yeah. a that's a bridge too far yeah. you might as well be slave raider wearing eye patches you know uh but a few about 10 years later somebody loaned me transcendent he goes you will love yeah. this like there's no way i'm gonna love that yeah out of the gate man out of the gate i've got two other albums on my record. phone right now i could just yeah. start playing songs off my phone right yeah. now you know i yeah. love that band yeah uh but again I don't know about prog. I don't – yeah, I don't – Yeah, I it's don't. power metal.
0: Yeah, I think so too. But Again, it's a, there's it's a fine line. It's for a band that, that-, that comes up on the list. Another one that came up on the list, and it's a band that I think we may have mentioned on our bands that should have been bigger list, but we didn't really get into them. But King's X, we talked about right now. There you go. Home. That's a prog band. And I'm like, that's a prog band. I'm like, they've got such a unique uh, – the the Power Trio. Power Trio. Power Trio. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went down that rabbit hole too this week. And it's like, wow. I mean, they were – it's like, man, I didn't appreciate them back in the day. Did not appreciate them at all. But I mean, a song like Goldilocks. I mean, cigarettes. I mean,
1: jeez. I mean, that's goosebumps. Uh, obviously, It's Love is – Yeah. Uh, it's mean, oh, yeah. an all-time it's classic. Black Flag. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – yeah like Panic, man. He's yeah. a great bass player. He's a great front yeah. man um, at one time. Didn't he have a mohawk? Didn't yeah, a mohawk yeah, yeah, the mo- yeah. Yep, yep. And black no, guy no, they... with a mohawk playing bass. I think he's gay. I mean, everything about him was just <laughs> everything about him was off center. Uh, yeah. from the metal scene, and that's what made yeah. them stand out. I yeah,
0: think. but it's like I don't really even consider them a metal band. They're just their own thing. They, cr- they, they really are. are just like Voivod. Yeah, they're oh, their own thing. Yeah, I had it's
1: somebody like, once. <laughs> speaking of Voivod, we were hanging out, were a whole group of us, and somebody asked JJ, uh, "Hey man, what does Voivod sound like?" And he goes, uh, "Hey Jason." <laughs> what does Voivod sound like? And I looked at him and said, they sound like Voivod. Yeah. And the woman was like, well, that's not cool. I'm like, I don't know how else to explain Yeah, them. They sound like themselves. Yeah. They, they truly do. They're yeah. a different group. King Zach were their own thing. Yeah. And that's right. Yeah.
0: I love bands like that. Um, now, mm-hmm. getting a little more newer, you love Mastodon. I love Mastodon. And that's a band that they don't consider themselves metal at all. They do not. They do not. Uh, Tony Sanders, the, the bass player, I think said, "Yeah, we're not a metal band." We're, but it's like that's they're they're heavy. <laughs> I think <it's> Troy Sanders <laughs> or Troy Sanders. Yeah, sorry. Uh,
1: yeah. But yeah, uh, they um they definitely are metal. I mean, their first one, Remission, um, Leviathan, and Blood Mountain. Yeah, were two I mean, records I like. Yeah, I mean, but Remission yeah. had uh, the March of the Fire Ants. I mean, how can that possibly not be a metal yeah. song? Uh, but yeah, they definitely are a band. They're not afraid to do yeah. different things. They're doing their own thing. And they're selling some records, and if people hate them for it, they don't give a damn. <laughs> they just don't care. That's, yeah. You know, and, they, and, and if, you, if you doubt how good they are, just go see Mastodon Live. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I didn't much care for them. I mean, I liked them okay, but I didn't go out of my way for them. Yeah. Saw them once open for Clutch back in like 2000 and changed everything. Yeah. Changed everything. And that,
0: yeah, and that changed when you see a band live, how much that changes your perspective. Because a band on this list I never really thought of, Trivium. It's a newer band. I, don't, prod- I, shouldn't say, I wouldn't say they're newer. I have been around for 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, they're 20 years but in now. They're I old mean, guard. I never really thought about them, but I saw them open for Megadeth. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to check. I really need to give these guys a little but bit. But like prod- they come up on the list, but they're not. I don't think they're progressive at
1: all. Th- they were thrash. Yeah. And me, then they yeah. kind of went... Yeah, I don't know if they're thrash anymore. They're just more of a metal band. They're a metal now. band. Yeah, uh, Matt Heafy, their lead guy. Yeah. He's a uh, definitely a uh, an amazing guitar player yeah. and an accomplished singer. Not the most amazing singer, but for the type of music yeah. they do, it, it fits perfectly. But I mean, when their when their first one came out, I mean, that was um, uh, was that what also called Transcendence? Oh boy, I don't know. Anyway, they're anyway, their, their, yeah. their second record, the yeah. one that blew up for them back in 04. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like 18 or 19 years old then. So 20 years in, he's pushing 40 at this point, right? He's an old guard at this. He's an old man at this point. <laughs> it's kind of weird to think about, you know, because when he yeah. started, it was look at these kids. Oh yeah, look yeah. at these kids. Yeah. It's incredible, and they, they're not they're not kids anymore. I mean, they're old enough to have they're old enough to have kids that are in bands that are opening <laughs> for them, kind of thing. That's how old that, how old he is now.
0: But yeah, but that. Uh... Ascendancy, I Ascendancy, think is what you're thinking of. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a great record. But I remember Shogun. That was the one, the first That's one I think I bought too. was 08. So, yeah, but it was a band that you know, I listened to once or twice. Didn't give them much, but then saw them live. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Oh, and then the crowd work.
1: He worked the crowd so good. Yeah, I mean, and he wrote a song for the Roadrunner United uh, that came out in like '05, where they had a whole bunch of. It was uh, one of those where, uh, almost like what the Bob Kulick does with the uh, like bat, bat head Soup Super. It's like, yeah, all right, on this song we're going to have Ainsley Dunbar on drum, and we're going to have uh, uh, Bruce Kulick on guitar, we're going to have uh, uh, Jack Blades on bass, and we're going to have Chuck Billy singing. Well, it was kind of you know Roadrunner United was kind of like that where they had all yeah. these people these. Dozens and dozens of artists get together and record songs. And Matt Heafy wrote a song with King Diamond for King Diamond to sing. It sounded just like a Merciful Fate song. Wow. It's incredible. And the kid was like 21 at the time. (laughs) Like, how do you even know who Merciful Fate is when you're that young? Right, right. uh, At that time, anyway. Yeah. Personal Fate's kind of crossed over. They're old guard now, right? Yeah. Uh, Metallica helped, I think.
0: Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah. Any band's like <laughs> they've been around twenty years, and we're like, oh, they're a new band. That's how old we are, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> but a, a band that I like, that's I think is definitely in the progressive is Coheed and Cambria. Oh yeah, and I yeah. think they're 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 a lot of fun. They're very, and I said if 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 you had to pick a band to pick to to do the uh, soundtrack to Stranger Things. This is the band I, are, would, I would hire. Are they
1: Buffalo? Are they New York? Or are uh, they Canada? Boy, I don't know. I can't They're remember. Not, yeah. I, I met them. Uh, I know that one of the records that they came out with about 20-ish years ago, yeah. had, their cover was the van that they almost all died in. They had a horrible accident yeah. on the road and almost died. And the cover of their album was that van in all its mashed up horrible glory. Just horrifying. Yeah, the, Anybody survived. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, let alone I think every single you know, yeah. every member Their of the band man. survived that yeah. accident, yeah. but uh, they came to Pierre's about 20 years ago, and it yeah, was, awesome. they're they're a yes,
0: they're a blast,
1: yeah. They did they it a few times two years ago, they did
0: uh, not a Jesse girl, this is how cool they are Rick Springfield. You know, they did a Jesse's girl sequel, what the sequel to Jesse's girl, what <laughs> happened. To the guy, Rick Springfield and Jesse, after that song. So they get together and it is... Jesse's girl turned out to be a horrible person, and he's like, "I've made a horrible mistake." You dodged a bullet. So they, they, know I've made a horrible mistake by getting Jesse's girl. It's like because it, like, it takes it up from the songs. Like, yeah, Rick Springfield got Jesse's girl. Got got the girl, and it turns out she was horrible. So they wrote a sequel to the song. It's <laughs> It's called Jesse's Girl 2 and Rick Springfield's on the record. Yeah, and here. he's on in the video. Look it up. It is magnificent, and it's about telling say 2020 oh my god you, you you gotta check it out i absolutely I had no idea yeah so i mean uh I mean, claudio sanchez their lead singer i love i love it's it's a high voice but not oh, really. Yeah. It's a kind of you know, it's pretty really pitch, but I can't really explain it. You know, it's not like a falsetto. It's just he's got this high yeah. but it's got this you know, it's a very science fiction they they do concept records. I think the last two I think were concept records. That's
1: kind of their thing, and that high pitch yeah. vocal, you know. Yeah. I, I believe um in the the movie Get Him to the Greek, the meme of Jonah Hill where he's doing the ah! he's doing yeah. the hands around his yeah. face, he's doing it. I think he's singing. Uh, really? A Coheed and Cambria song I, I could be wrong <laughs> yeah. It might be an At the Gate uh, uh, I'm sorry At the Drive-In song yeah. uh, But so that vocal style anyway and I think it was Coheed yeah. and Cambria I might be wrong Again, don't trust me today My brain is not working <laughs> My brain is just foggy today uh,
0: uh, Let's see here Who else on the list we can talk about Opeth Opeth, is that's an older I mean, they've been around geez, 20, About 25 years now That's another band where I've always said You can hear the Pink Floyd Oh, and yeah. I'm, for sure. That's, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, They're definitely a band that's, yeah. um, they've got some, you know, uh, Damnation, what I believe was a, an acoustic album. Uh, so they've got their own thing yeah. where it's kind of, they, they just are here and there, you know, softer. And then the really, really heavy, almost death metal. Or hell, just straight yeah. death metal, you know, in the same song. You'll have a yeah. Pink Floyd well, with a Morbid Angel, right? Between the Buried, Buried and Me, Buried in Me. That's same another thing. band,
0: same thing. Yeah. It's like
1: you listen to it's like, oh,
0: okay, this is nice.
1: And then, yeah.
0: and then it just attacks you. Yeah. It's like, where did that come from?
1: Yeah, that's the stuff that keeps, like, you know, well, again, we'll bring up my wife. That's the stuff that keep her away. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? She can't deal with that. She can't, she just can't. She's like, nope, nope. Why are you having it? A, it's boring. Because it's point forward on one side, and, and then it's and yeah. then B, it's punching me in the throat. Why? Would, and neither side of that coin is my gig, you know. Uh, but she loves Muse, and I know they get thrown uh, in they as progressive live. rock, yeah. and, and they've yeah. got their you know their yeah. their own thing. Matt Bellamy, their lead guy, is a genius. That guy is incredible. He created his own freaking guitar. Uh,
0: another band I would see live in a heartbeat. Amazing! I've, I've live. seen their, They're amazing their live. Sh- I mean, I've seen clips of the shows,
1: you we, know, we saw one of the last concerts ever at Joe Lewis up in Detroit and it was Muse. And, uh, back before concert tickets got stupid, yeah. we were 12th row for $75. Oh, wow. Try that now. <laughs> right. You're not going to be able to do that. 12th yeah. row for a Muse concert. It's going to be a $200 ticket now. More than that. You know, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but their show is stunning. Yeah. And, um, I remember reading an interview and, um, I, I think it was Matt. But that's definitely when I, I hear
0: the genesis at Muse. Yeah, absolutely. Know? It might have yeah. been
1: uh, Chris, uh, one of the other members. I can't remember yeah. which member of Muse said, you know, they asked him, you know, what's with the giant stage show that you guys oh. have got? This is yeah, yeah. And he goes, there's only three of us. I think at the end, he's like, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Three dudes standing around playing music. So we have to do something <laughs> that brings the show. And man, they, they dumb brung it when we yeah. saw him. And it was a good time. And uh, my, that's my like my wife's top four. Muse, and it's amazing because I'm like God. If you listen to that, I should be able to be able to get you to listen to this, and she, you know you should be able to listen to Rush. Yeah. She goes, yeah, Nope, hate Rush. My wife the same way. You hear
0: two two notes of Rush song, she's like, Turn it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. I do not want to hear Getty Lee at all.
0: And then, yep. You know that's you know what I've kind of Rush you either love him or hate him. There's no middle ground. Yeah, that's true. And I, and I have and I never liked Rush because. When I was when I was growing up, Rush was chick repellent. If you they, trust <laughs> That's me, true. if you had a Rush shirt on, the girls weren't talking to you. You couldn't even approach a girl. So I was a closet Rush fan. I couldn't really <laughs> say closet. that I, I, I exactly couldn't. You know, I mean, I, counterparts. Roll the bones. I love those records. They came out when I was in high school. I mean, Roll the bones was, and I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't really openly. I remember I had a Rush. I had a. I think I take taking it out of hit parade or something was a roll of the bones it was just late by 10 I had it in my on my wall it's like okay. that's like the only rush that i had and it was like <laughs> cuz it was small
1: It's like i can't really tell people that
0: i crush.
1: Like, <laughs> i it took me a while i didn't i couldn't get past getty for a while either yeah. i was in college before i really started somebody loaned me um, um, their two disc greatest hits uh, that was a big deal in the early yeah. 90s and i put it in and just made myself listen to it until I figured it out. And once I figured it out, I'm like, how did I not like this? Yeah. How did well, I not like this? Moving
0: pictures. I, my, my sister had a boyfriend who was into Rush. And, you know, this is my sister was into all the, you know, Debbie Gibson whatever. Of course, he comes and that's how it happens. They bring a Rush record into the relationship. All right. So I ended up stealing it. And I started <laughs> to listen to moving pictures a lot. So that's, Chronicles. Uh, that's what chroni- the double yes, disc album yes, was.
1: Yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, it, the guy that loaned it to me was a Brazilian dude living two doors down from me. We, uh, me and the the guy that I was forced to live with for the first month that I was in college, uh, who, uh, whatever. Long story as to why we split <laughs> up. Uh, but the guy two doors down was from Brazil, and uh, we got to talking, and he's like, "You like Rush?" I'm like, "Ah." He goes, "How do you not like Rush?" Yeah. And he, he this guy oh, is, they get angry. Yeah, too. they get used, angry. <laughs> not, he was like, he was from Colombia. <laughs> he's literally like. Three months into America, and he's pissed off at me because I don't like Rush. You know, like, hey, man, sorry. So, yeah. we, you know, I made myself listen to it until I figured it out. And I don't remember exactly what song did yeah. it. It might have been Trees just because the lyrics made me laugh. <laughs> uh, and then I started of listening to the music more. Yeah. And I'm like, man, listen to that. Man, that Alice Lifeson is incredible. Yeah, You know, and then yeah. you go, Denny Lee's doing singing, keys, and bass at the same time? Yeah. Get out of here. And then yeah. start listening to Neil Peart. And, and like, oh, my God. Yeah. How did I not like this band? What is wrong with me? Yeah. That guy was right. Yeah. That Brazilian dude, whatever his name was, he was right. I'm glad he bullied me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad he bullied me.
0: Um, would you consider Ministry? No.
1: a progressive band. No, no. industrial. Okay, 100. What's industrial. the difference?
0: What do you think?
1: Oh my God! Industrial's got more of a dance beat. And <laughs> yeah. It's more wall of sound. Yeah. It is like the metal version of Phil Spector. It is just 130 <laughs> decibels, uh, 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 130 decibels yeah. in your face from start yeah. to finish. The closest they come to a ballad was Scarecrow off of Psalm 69, um, and even that's got so much distortion and over the top yeah. guitar wall of wall of guitars. That no, no way, progressive.
0: No new, re- new record is coming out soon. I think it's coming out in the spring, so I would recommend that. I've heard the two first two songs off of it. It's...
1: It's uh, it's Ministry, right? That's yeah, it's Ministry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I love Ministry. Uh, maybe not the dancey stuff they did before he really yeah. started uh, pushing the... Before, before yeah. Ministry became the kings of industrial. Yeah. Uh, when they were doing, like, every day is Halloween. It's not my gig. Yeah. Uh, but Stigmata, even oh. though that's kind of a dance song... Yeah. That song jams, yeah. man. That song rules. Yeah, One more fix. Yeah, is oh, just one fix. Or just one just fix. Just one sorry. fix. Uh, yeah. In 1992, yeah. I would start my day. I would listen to Just One Fix, because it's about three and a half minutes, yeah. just in your face, punching you in the mouth. And then the first two minutes of Ashes in Your Mouth by Megadeth, right through the solo, maybe three minutes of the song. So my first five minutes of my day was Ministry Just One Fix. First three minutes through the guitar solo of "Ashes in Your Mouth," the last song on Countdown, because that would get my blood pumping every day for about four months. That's <laughs> that how was I started my day. That was the go-to. Put the headphones on and just hurt <laughs> myself. Get myself because you know I, I I wake up poorly, <laughs> and that would get my blood pumping. Like just just one fix, maybe want to maybe want to. To punch puppies with kitten mittens, <laughs> right? You're know, like, wrap kittens around my fist and beat puppies to death. That's like, yeah! God, this song is so pissed! You know, that song is great. But again, I don't think it's progressive. No,
0: but again, they pop up on the list, so uh, let What see list? The list, if you just
1: put in progressive. <laughs> Why notes- not Olivia Newton-John? I mean, if we're going crazy stuff that doesn't yeah. fit Prague. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, remember, what? what did you say? Winger was on one of the lists yes. that you saw.
1: Yes, and I, I'm going to say it. I do love Winger. I think that they – and I did not love them in the 80s. I saw them open for Cinderella, and all I saw was a guy flipping his hair and wagging his ass. I didn't see what everybody was seeing. About um, eight years later in 1997, I saw Red Beach playing guitar with Alice Cooper. And he came out and just and threw incredible. it down. Just he's threw it incredible. down. And I looked at my buddy Matt and I said, yeah. that's what winger could have sounded like? And he looked at me incredulous. He goes, that's what winger sounds like. And I'm like, what? And I went home. And I put on the first winger. And I went, oh, my God. They do, rip. I, if you The whole some, band. Well, talked yeah, about but, I mean, so,
0: but yeah, I, mean, uh, I mean, Kip Winger is an underrated bass player. I mean, he played with Alice Cooper. Right. But, you know, a lot of other things. So, I mean, but very underrated and uh some of the guitar solos on that
1: first record he was a little too pretty yeah right a little too hair flippy i mean the fact that when my hair was long and curly (laughs) my friends would call me kip winger just to get under my skin (laughs) you know that's where i was with kip for a while but uh, i like i said 97 you know that when i saw red beach with alice i went okay
0: yeah that's what that's about now i'm gonna throw one more band out there that's comes up on a lot of lists but system of a down they're considered, they are considered, well, I, maybe, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe they are definitely but their own like,
0: animal. Of course they're in the new metal genre, but yeah. I think you could pluck bands from that. Yeah, in the, in I, I could see that just
1: because they, uh, they definitely had very challenging song structure. Yeah. But I think that's from the Armenian side. Yeah. I think that they were throwing in that you know Eastern Mediterranean sound yeah. that was really unheard of in American, especially metal. Uh, I don't much care for it Down. I, I'd hoped seeing them live would change that. It did not. I still did not much really? care for them. Um, but I understand it. I understand why people would dig it because they're they're their own animal. Oh, I love. You know them. I, mean?
0: I I love. I mean, out of that genre, that is that is. I mean, I remember. Um, uh remember like when the song Arials came out and uh was a Toxicity? That was the Toxicity. Yep, was, yeah, toxicity. Yeah. I was but the I remember we, we worked at the same radio station. We it was alternative radio station and those were staples. I mean we played that so much. But I remember like at the end of Ariel's cranking up in the studio that last ending bass drum in the in the bass. Okay. I mean, and your fillings were rattling. I'm like, <laughs> I love
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know that they're not going to put out a new album, but maybe if they toured again, I'd yeah. go see them and just, maybe that would change me. Uh, but I saw them, you know, God, what year was that? 05, 06. And I really went with an open mind. When I go see a band that I've never seen live, that I don't much care for, seen them live. I always open. That's what I did with Mastodon. Like I'm going to yeah. give them their day in court. And it just didn't, still didn't move. Doesn't me. resonate. It still didn't move. Me. Yeah. Different strokes, I suppose.
0: But I mean, like a song like Sugar was, was when I first heard that. I'm like, oh, I'm so into these guys. And then, you know, they. What was it,
1: their lead guitar? Their, Derek Malachian? Malachian? Yeah. Is that there, his name? Yeah.
0: There, there are- yeah, it's our median name. Yeah. the whole band is. <laughs> but I mean, like the prison song, hypnotize, violent pornography. I don't is, know that by name. Well, you, that's a weird ass song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like a Slayer. Obviously, to, it sounds like a Slayer. Type. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. When so, you hear violent pornography? That's a Slayer that's, song, right? <laughs> it's uh, it's its own animal. So I know,
1: we can't do this. I know we're getting close, yeah. but I, we can't end this without me throwing in my one of my favorites of the last twenty Toss years, it in. Porcupine Tree. Porcupine Tree. Porcupine Tree. Huh. They have metal parts. Right. They're more progressive rock, but they have metal parts. And Steve Wilson, their lead singer, lead band, the guy is a tour de force. He's a producer uh, of the highest order yeah. and a songwriter. Uh, he's He's got so many ideas that he can't just stick them in por- a Porcupine Tree. He's got his own solo stuff. And then he write songs for other people and he produces and you know pork behind tree man whoo they have some songs that are just uh, anis- uh um uh, uh uh um not anesthesia um oh man it's the name of their live album and i was <laughs> i'm literally listening to it in my car right now uh my yeah. brain's not working uh but uh, anesthetize is what the song is it's 17 minutes and it's amazing amazing so there you go. Yeah. Check it out. I will have to check that out. Yeah. So, Pork, I, I think you will dig Pork and yeah. Pine Tree. You like Pink Floyd, yes. you like
0: Genesis, you're going to love Pork and Pine Tree. There we go. Going down the rabbit hole, my friend. Yep. All right. That'll do it. Our All show right. is in the books. Thanks for listening. Stay heavy, everyone.